Good morning, everyone. Uh, it's good to see you all this morning. Good to see a few people here, new, new faces, old faces, beautiful ones, more beautiful ones. <laughs> just checking, just checking. Yeah. So, um, two weeks ago, I talked about the, the word for the year that the Lord has for us. And, and the word for the year for us as a church is righteousness. But it, it's, quite a, it's quite a big word, um, and it's not something that I can do justice in, in one sermon. Um, and that's, that's why I believe like, we're going to speak about it throughout this whole year, because it's such a big uh, a topic, um, and it's such an important one for us uh, as believers. Um, I think it's, it's one of the most important ones for us. And when we speak about righteousness, it's something that is very closely related and linked to the power and the glory of God. Righteousness is closely linked to the power and the glory of God. And I want to ask you guys today a question, um, and you don't have to raise your hands, but you as a believer of Christ, do you carry the glory of God? And if you say yes, I'm going to ask you the next one, where is the evidence of that in your life? When last, when you have the, the, the glory of the Lord, when last did you, did you pray for, for someone for salvation, when last did you, you pray for the sick and, and, and they've been healed? When last did you have a, a word of a wisdom for someone that comes from the Lord, not, not from your own self? When last did the, the, the gifts that it speaks about in the Word um, show in your life, in your daily life? Because when that happens, it means you carry the glory of God with you. If not, if not, then, then we have to ask ourselves, why not? Why do we not see those things in our lives? And today, I want to speak about a few things that, that will help expand on... on um, what it is that either promotes or hinders the glory of the Lord in our lives. Amen? Okay. But before I start again, let's pray. Let's pray. We, th we thank you, Lord, again for this amazing day, Lord God. And Lord, we come humbly before you as a church this morning. And I pray, Lord, that your word that will flow from my, my mouth, Lord God, will fall on good soil, will fall on receptive hearts, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord, for everyone here, for, for me included, Lord, that we will open up our hearts to hear what you want to speak to us this morning, Lord God, because it is such an important word that you want to share with us. And I pray, Lord, that throughout this service that our focus will be solely on you, Lord God. That there will be no distractions that keep us from hearing what you want to speak to us this morning. We thank you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Father, and we love you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, this morning I'm going to speak about the fear of God. Now, sometimes we hear the, the words like a holy reverence for God, and, and, but, but that's just another way that we say, or that we speak about the fear of God. Now, fear, the word fear can be, can be very misunderstood if you don't truly know your scriptures and if you don't truly have a, um, have a personal relationship with the Lord, that word fear can be truly misunderstood and we don't know what it means. Now that, that word fear, 
we get three, um, three fears. Number one is we get, we get a natural fear. So, so, for instance, you're afraid of snakes, you're afraid of heights. Um, in South Africa, you're afraid of being hijacked. Um, you're afraid of, of, um, of ESCOM. You're afraid of the dark, so you're afraid of ESCOM. Um, it's a, it's a, a, a natural fear that the Lord put in all of us because why? It's something that keeps us safe. So it's not a, a negative thing. It's okay to be afraid of snakes that, it will, that you don't get picked. <laughs> that's, that's the new English word. You don't get picked. Okay, then the second one, and, and now it begins to get a little bit more serious, is a sinful fear. Sinful fear is when we don't trust God. It is, it is a fear that, that makes us not trust the Lord. It makes us do our own thing because we don't trust Him to do it. Makes sense. A sinful fear. When we don't trust God, it compels us to act against His will. And it's something also that moves us away from God. Then, lastly, we get a godly fear. That's the fear of the Lord that I'm going to speak about today. That's a different fear, and that fear is, is, a, is a fear that pulls us towards God. It, it doesn't move us away from God. It says in... Proverbs 1, it speaks about the fear of the Lord is the beginning. It's not on the screen there. No, it's another verse. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of knowledge. Beginning. So the, the fear of the Lord is where it all begins, knowledge of God. And then also it says in Ecclesiastes 12 verse 13, it says, and the end of all matters is this to fear God and to obey His commandments. So, life begins with the fear of the Lord, and it ends with the fear of the Lord. There's a full circle there. So, the first step to entering into the kingdom of God, that means to be saved, to accept Jesus as the Savior, it starts with the fear of God. Starts with an Endsworth. Let's turn. Let's turn our Bibles um, to, to Proverbs three verse seven. Proverbs three verse seven. All there. Okay. Again, it says there: Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Depart means change in direction, so it means that you are led a different way. So just, just keep uh, 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 that in mind. So it says, fear the Lord and depart from evil. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. So in that scripture, we, we see there's actually only two options for us. There's no th 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 third option. There's no uh, 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 middle ground. So, so the two um, options is we have a, a, a moral and a spiritual choice that we can make to be either wise in our own eyes, step one, or the other um, option is, is that we fear the Lord and live according to His wisdom. So, option one, be wise in your own eyes. You go and you do your own thing, which then leads to a sinful fear, which then leads you to move away from God. Or option two is, fear the Lord, that is the beginning of all knowledge. So, true knowledge of the Lord starts with the fear of the Lord. And you may ask, like, um, then, 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 how does this fear of God, the awe of God, and the reverence of God, um, how does it actually direct my path 
that I will depart evil? Well, it's, it's, there's actually a simple answer. When you fear the Lord, you fear God, then you will also fear His Word. The fear means awe and wonder. It means you respect this. So when you fear God, you also respect His Word. And when you respect His Word, it means you will actually study it, you will actually look after it, and the Word will be your guiding light. The Word will be a lamp to your feet, and that light will help you to direct you to walk away from evil. Make sense? Okay. Waiting for the airplanes to come over. Thank you, Jesus. And according to, it says in, in Romans as well, that the Word will renew your mind. So when you renew your mind, you cultivate your mind to think and become like Jesus, and you will receive the mind of Christ, as it also says in, in, in 2 Corinthians 6. And when you have His mind, then you begin to see the fear of the Lord or the, the fear of the world in a different way. You begin to understand that. Make sense? And if the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all knowledge, um, it's, it's, yeah, I, I was a bit re reminded <laughs> when I, I read this scripture the other day, it means I'm not so clever. You think you're wise, you think you're clever, you think you know it all, because you've got the answers for everyone about everything, until the Lord walks your way and He says, uh-uh, uh-uh. The fear of the Lord is, is the beginning of true knowledge. That's knowledge about Him. It's true wisdom. So He wants us to, 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 to realize that. And where it says depart from evil, it's like the Lord God our Father, He can't be in the same place as evil. The darkness can't stand the light. So when we fear Him and when we walk with Him, we, it, it, it begins to be hard for us and uncomfortable for us to be around the sinful things, to be around things that is not according to His will, and then we move away from it and we walk with God. Make sense? The closer we get to God, the more we understand His character and the more transformed we will be by it. And the more we understand it, the more we're going to hate evil because God hates evil. But let me just speak one little thing about hate evil and hate sin. It does not mean that you look out the window and you look at an individual walking there like, sheesh, he's going to go to hell with the evil man, evil woman. No, no. It's not looking outside ourselves at others, accusing them of what they do wrong and the sins that they do. No, no. It's us going standing in front of a mirror and looking like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm a sinful person, what is it in my life that I need to remove to fear the Lord, to let Him come and to let Him fill that place? Not looking at others, but looking at ourselves. Amen. Let's turn to, um, to, to Proverbs 8, verse 13. Proverbs 8, verse 13. Proverbs 8, verse 13. Okay, and it says there the following. The fear of the Lord, um, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. And that's um, what we just spoke about. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way 
and the perverse mouth I hate. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance, and the evil way, and the other, uh, and the perverse mouth I hate. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Keep this one thing in mind, is that the fear of the Lord, the awe of Lord, a walking in His glory, is is there for our protection. Why do I say that? Let's look at um, the three things that this speaks about. Number one, it talks about that um, the Lord hates pride. Pride. That you know that when you fear men, when you fear what people think of you, what people say of you, you have pride. That you know that when, when that when the Holy Spirit prompts you to do something, to pray for someone or to do something else, and, and you, you don't do it, it's pride. That you know when you don't ask for help when you're truly in need, it's pride. Because why? The, the Lord said that we're a, a community of believers, that iron sharpens iron, we're there to help each other. So if we don't accept help when the word says we must, it's pride because we want to do our own thing, our own way. We will help ourselves. No one tells me nothing. It's pride. The Lord says that he hates that. Next thing is, is a misarrogance. And this is a big one for, for many in the world out there, what the, what's, when the Lord speaks about that, that he hates arrogance, what's that? It's when, can I use this example? It's when we tell the Lord to fit into our box. We tell him what to do for us. It's not what we can do for him. We tell him what he can do for us. We first do something. And then we ask the Lord to bless it. But we already did it. We didn't um, ask Him. And that's, that's arrogance. When we uh, knowingly do something wrong, we uh, 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 knowingly walk in sin, and we know in our inner being what we are doing is not right, and we still do it, it's arrogance, and we're testing God, and that's not what He wants. He says He hates that. That is not the fear of the Lord. Next thing is evil ways. What is evil ways? Um, like as, 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 as I said in the start, we only have two options. We either have the, the fear of the Lord and we walk with Him, or we do our own thing. So um, everything that is contrary to the Word of God, every way that we walk that is contrary to the um, uh, the Word of God, that is an evil way. You only get good and evil. There is no happy in between. Grace area. In the world, yes, um, everyone can do their own thing. But in His kingdom, there's only His way or not. Make sense? There's no um, middle ground. And then the next one is also a big one. For our culture is is a, a perverse mouth, a perverted mouth. What is that? When someone flukens kaldi elitate, when he flukes, he curses, he swears. Is that a a, 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 a a perverse mouth? Yes. However, it's much more than that. Um, last week, Marissa talked about the power of your words. Now. A a perverse mouth is not just swearing and scaling, what do you call skell? Skell. Skell is a lack of word. It's, it's, not, it's not just that. It's, it's, it's when you, you, 
you gossip, you, sl- you slander, when you, when you talk negatively. See, what, what is in your heart comes out of your mouth. So what, what do you speak? What you speak shows you either have a fear of God or you have a, 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 a perverted mouth. It speaks perverse things. It's a rebellious mouth. And as I said before, can you see how the fear of God is there, is meant to protect us? It's meant to, when we fear God, He protects us from pride. When we fear God, He He protects us from He protects us from arrogance. Uh, when we fear God, harder. It sounds like it. It's automatic. When we fear God, we don't walk in evil ways. When we fear God, we don't have a perverted mouth. So walking in the fear of God protects us in these things and from these things and it helps us to keep walking in that glory of God, in that power of God, that we can carry His glory and His power. Amen? You with me this morning? Okay. Just checking. Just checking. Let's turn to, to, to Proverbs 9 verse 10. Proverbs 9 verse 10. It says here, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Man, I love this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. According to Scripture, if we don't fear the Lord, we are not wise, and we don't have any knowledge. Fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And when we, when we recognize and understand God's character, when we recognize and understand who He is, and we can see it in His names, then we also understand His will. If He's a holy one, His will is everything holy, not unholy. If He's a righteous one, and He is righteousness, and He is righteous, then everything unrighteous is not of Him, is not His will. If He's a a loving God, why do we hate? Because when we hate, it's not the fear of the Lord within us. It's the fear of man and the fear of self. He's a good God. We all know that. We can see it around us and within us. Let's turn to Proverbs 14, verse 2. I'm just going to have a few more scriptures that we'll read. I know it's a bit up and down this morning. He who walks in his uprightness, I read that wrong. He who walks in his uprightness fears the Lord, but he who is perverse in his ways despises him. He who walks in his uprightness fears the Lord, but he who is perverse in his ways despises him. Now, this is a very important scripture for believers. Like, when you truly fear the Lord, you walk in uprightness. Uprightness. But now, just again a disclaimer, we are not all perfect. And that means we do make mistakes. Now, if we make a mistake as a believer, does that now mean, okay, cool, I'm not upright and I despise God? No. It has to do with your heart attitude. 
Where is your heart at? When you, when you, you make a mistake as a believer, you disobey the Lord. Walking in uprightness means you repent of your sins, you turn away, you ask the Lord for forgiveness, and you go back to Him. That's a sign of you're walking in his, his righteousness and you're walking in the, the fear of the Lord. You reconcile back to Him. And you repent your sins and you confess again to God and you sincerely, with everything in you, try to obey. But when you get to a person and they say, Yes, I believe in God, get my heart in kerk, and so on. And I, uh, they quote scriptures and Jesus left, right, and center. But when you, when you look at their lives and their lives does not reflect what they say, it's a different thing. They say they're a believer, but do you, do you have the fear of the Lord? Do you carry his anointing with you? And all believers has his, his anointing. The thing is, is it showing in your life? Is it, do you have a, a lifestyle that you truly, when you do something wrong, you truly repent and turn away from it? You don't do the same thing again over and over and over. If your lifestyle is not conforming to what God said about His character and His Word, According to Scripture, and that's hard words, but it's something we need to hear. When our life does not show a fear of the Lord, when we don't sincerely try to obey Him, even through our mistakes, then we despise God. That's not where I want to be. That's not where we are as a church. But we need to hear this. Amen. Let's turn to, to Proverbs um, 14, verse 26. Um, I just want to step back one thing quickly. Just that, that, that you don't, that, that I don't leave you all hanging here. But know that you are in right standing of the Lord that when you, when you miss it, when you do something wrong and you miss it or you sin or something that is not according to His Word, and if you have a truly, then a truly repented heart and you feel sad, like, oh, Lord, I'm sorry, I missed it. I'm really, really sorry. Then it's okay. The Lord forgives you and He moves on and you just make sure that you move on with Him, not stay there. So just truly have that repentant and sincere heart to come back to God. If not, then you have to ask yourself this question this morning of where are you in your relationship with the Lord? Proverbs 14 verse 26. Where is it there? In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence and his children will have a place of refuge. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence, and his children will have a place of refuge. What does that mean? It means that when you fear the Lord as a believer, when you're his child, he guards you, he looks after you, he protects you, he helps you, he forgives you, he builds you, he strengthens you. When you walk in His ways, you can be sure that the Lord is intimately and profoundly concerned with your life. He will not leave you, nor will He forsake you. He is intimately and profoundly concerned and involved in your life. And I think that's something that should comfort us as believers that when you know that and when you know that you're walking in His uprightness and you know you walk in the, the, the fear of God, 
that it will bring peace to your heart that you know the Lord's got me. I, I hit my alles in say hand. He's, he's got my back. He's looking after me. Amen. That's very comfy to know. The fear of the Lord is God-centered. It means it's all about Him bring, bringing glory to Him for us, preparing ourselves for Him. The fear of the Lord is God-centered. And all other fears, the fear of, of, of sin, the fear of man, the fear of danger, it's always centered on ourselves. It's always about us, about what feels, what makes me feel good, me safe, me this, me that. It's got nothing to do with God. So the fear of, of, of God is always God-centered. And I put a, a quote on the screen, I think it's up there. Anything that is not the fear of the Lord is the fear that is centered on self. Okay. Yes, and I believe also that the, the fear of the Lord is one of the greatest, if we understand that concept, if we understand it truly, it's one of the greatest revelations to us as a believer, what it truly means and how it protects us and God's heart for all of us. And I also believe that it's, it's very possible for us as believers to walk a pure life, to walk a life where we fear God even with all the evil around us. Why? Why do you think it's important to fear the Lord in the in this, this seasons that we are now in. Because you can only fear God and truly walk in His glory and carry His anointing when you truly pursue that holy lifestyle. There's no other way that you will carry the glory of God and be the, the light which we are all called to be if you do not walk in that fear of God. If we look at the, the life of David, um, he was an ex ex example of a person that he walked a holy lifestyle in a very wicked city and generation. And what can we learn from his life is that no person can walk a holy walk with God without the fear of God. If we, if we just for a second or for a minute look around us and we see in, in, in the world around us, in society, because there is no more fear of God, there is also no more fear of hell. Like I've, I've subscribed to a few Christian blogs, and it's, it's, it's sometimes it's sad to see that even on some of those, they now talk down hell. It's not, it's not bad anymore. It's just not anymore with God, but it's not bad. Okay. Because it's just separation from God. That's hell, but that's it. That's fine. They're talking down hell, so... No, not, no more fear of God in society leads to no more fear of hell, which in turn leads to we don't fear any more retribution, which means anything goes. Like your truth is my truth, my truth is your truth, whatever truth is your truth, go hug a tree, in whatever, it's, it's anything goes. There is no more truth. Because why? There is no more f f the fear of God. So there is no more fear of any consequences for our actions. So we can do whatever we want, and when it feels good, it must be from God. So if it feels good, it must be from God, then that's, that's just a bit wrong. Because well, what is good? So the good of anyone can be for anyone, for everything. It's just confusing. Um, 
it's just not wise because there's no fear of God. And that's why we can see that society is falling into immorality. In Proverbs 16, and it's not on the screen, Proverbs 16, verse 6, it says, In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity, and by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. So it's only by His mercy and truth that sin is removed from us. In 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1, it says, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness, so what does that mean for us as believers? To cleanse ourselves from all filthiness. Cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, perfecting holiness. How? In the fear of God. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So I want to ask us again this morning, church, do you fear, do you as an individual, do you truly fear God? When last that you, that you look at God and you look at what He did, you look outside His, His wonders and everything, and you were truly in awe of God, the, um, your Creator, When last that you actively repent from your sins and actively did something to walk away for it that you, you don't have to day by day, week by week, month by month, ask forgiveness for the same thing over and over again. The Lord send us His Holy Spirit to help us and, and His helper within us can help us to actually Move away from sin. It might be hard to do everything at once. However, if there is one thing, tackle it with the power of the Holy Spirit within you, with the help of Him within you. Take that one thing, get rid of it. And then you tackle the next thing, and then the next thing. Because it can be done. That's why He sent His Holy Spirit to us to help us to do that. But this thing that we just ask for, for um, forgiveness for the same thing over and over and over again, and to be honest, guys, it, it means that we don't actually do something about it. We just ask forgiveness, and now we ask the Lord to do something about it. It's not His job to, to remove that sin. He forgives it, yes. He forgives it 100%. It's clean. It's gone. But we need to take that step. If He does everything for us, then we're puppets then there's no love involved. We still have that free choice to take that step and move on. Make sense? You okay this morning? Don't throw me with stuff this morning. Just I'm preaching scripture here. Okay. Um, and if you are to have God-given wisdom to see your life with spiritual insight, you must fear God. I'm nearly done. We're going to have communion. So, what is the benefits for us to, 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 fear, um, to, to, to fear the Lord, to actually have that awe and reverence of Him within us? True fear of God leads to service. It says in, in Deuteronomy 6, it says that we shall fear God and serve Him. Serving and the fear of God goes hand in hand. True fear of God leads to, to, to service. So, and I'm asking again, if there's, if there's something that the Holy Spirit reveals to you this morning about it, speak to Him and do something about it. True f fear of God leads to, 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 to service. Now, how 
How are you as a believer actively involved in the body of Christ? If it's only a Sunday morning service and it's good and you get Unerflees, it doesn't stop there. There's, there's, there's more that the Lord wants from you. Where can you serve in the global, the body of Christ? And the fear of God leads to wisdom. We just read that in Proverbs 9. And also, those who fear God receive life and blessing, and God delights in them. And lastly, in Scripture, we can see that the Lord has, a, has sort of a divine a, 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 a pattern on, on how He reveals Himself to us. The first thing He did, um, I'm not sure if who of you guys were there, um, I wasn't, but in, in, in Genesis 1 verse 1, in the beginning, God spoke. So He took chaos, and with His Word, he spoke, and that chaos brought order, and he made a creation. What was next? With that, the order that came, he made us as well. Here we are today. And to us then now, he showed his glory to everyone. He showed his wonders, and the people were in awe of God. And they walked with him. They walked with the fear of God. They saw all these things in creation. But then they stepped away from him. They stepped away from what he showed us. They stepped away from his glory. And they stepped into sin. They stepped into their own fears. And that, again, led to a immediate judgment. So that's the order that we see in Scripture. The first, God creates order. After that, he reveals himself, he brings his glory, he shows his glory. And it's interesting, it says in Isaiah 58 as well, that his glory protects us from behind as well. So we've got the Wapenristung, um, huh? the armor of God that protects us in the front. And it says his glory, Isaiah 58, 11 or something, that says, protects us from behind. So he has that, the order, then the, 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 the glory. And each time that something comes and steals from that beauty that he has, he judges it and he removes it. And that's something that we have to, to keep in mind when we, when we step out um, here today, when we, when we, from ourselves, we make that a decision to walk in the fear of God. Amen. And before we have the, um, the communion, can we just have our eyes closed quickly? And I just want to ask this morning, if there is anyone here this morning that, that heard now this word, and the Holy Spirit stirred something within you, there's an, an, a nudge within you, and you know, and you, you realize this morning that you know what? I haven't given my life over to Jesus yet. I haven't dis decided to accept Him as my Savior yet. And that urge that you feel, that warmth that you feel, that something that you feel, that is Him now speaking to you, saying, my son, my daughter, come back home. Come back home to me. It is time. Come back home. There's no more, more, more time to wait. There's no more waiting for a better day. And then when I feel good, I give myself over to the Lord. Again, you don't know what's happening this afternoon or tomorrow. Now is your time to decide, yes, I will accept a Jesus. Now is that time. If there's anyone here and you haven't done this before, I'd like just quickly to, uh, to raise your hand and I'll pray with you. If there's anyone here this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay.
Thank you, Lord. It seems we are all saved in this church, which is a good thing. We are blessed. The Lord is looking after us. So, for a communion, and you can put a, that one song on Yaku just softly. For um, communion, we, we're going to do communion today, but differently. I'd like you to reflect a little bit on what you heard today, because for everyone here, there was something that stood out. It can be a verse, it can be a word, it can be a thought, but there's, there's something that stood out to you this morning. And I want you to take whatever the Lord put on your heart and take it back to Him in prayer and ask Him, Lord, what is it that, that keeps me, that one thing that keeps me from stepping out fully into the fear of the Lord? Remember, the fear of the Lord is what? It's something that draws us towards Him. It's not something that moves us away. That's another fear. That's a, the, the bad kind. The good one is the fear of the Lord. It draws you towards Him. What is that one thing that you can decide today? Just one thing. Not a whole lot. What is that one thing that you can do to take one step closer this morning to God? One step closer to understanding the, the meaning of the fear of the Lord, the holy reverence of the Lord, the hunger for God. And I'm going to hurt you this morning. Don't delay on what the Lord put on your heart. You can either do something now about it today, now you have the chance, or not. But you still have a choice. The Lord loves you so much that He gives you a choice. He doesn't control you like a puppet. He gives you a choice. And to do that, when the Lord reveals that one thing in your heart, to get that one thing, I want you to take a step of faith and stand up from your seats and every individual alone will go and pick up their own um, um, their own communion and take it back to your seat or wherever in the room it doesn't matter and you speak with God and you talk with God and you ask Lord Lord help me with, with this how can I get this get rid of this what is it in my life that I miss why do I not have the fear of God where is the glory of the Lord showing in my life why is it not there is this something I miss? And everyone here I know that the, uh, the Holy Spirit already put something on your life. I take this today to Him and confess it. You can confess it to Him. You can come to me and Marissa. We can pray over it as well. But don't leave it here today. Don't step out there without the making that choice this morning with the Lord. Amen. And in the end, when we're all done, we're going to end with a song. Um, and after that, it's the end of the service. Amen. So uh, whenever you're ready, you can have um, communion. I'm going to allow for it a few, a few minutes. Jesus we thank you Lord that as a church we can come before you this morning Lord God we thank you Lord God that we can come before you and have the opportunity Lord Jesus to humble ourselves as individuals but also as a church before you we thank you Holy Spirit for for, for showing us those things within our lives that deep down inside Lord we know that it's not from you and we thank you that you come and reveal those things to us Holy Spirit because you love us you love us so much Lord that you don't want to leave us the same way as we are 
but, but that you want to draw us closer into your presence with the Father. We thank you, the Father, that you are the forgiver of sins. That everything that we brought to you this morning as individuals and as a church, you come, Lord, and you wipe it away like it erases everything away. Because Jesus already paid for everything on the cross, and it is finished. It is finished. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will just come and just minister in our hearts a little bit more, Holy Spirit, and bring healing where there needs to be healing. Bring conviction where there needs to be conviction. Bring direction, Holy Spirit, where there is a need for direction. But most of all, I just pray for your love, Father, just to come down and touch everyone here now in their seats. That your loving heart, your kindness, your goodness, will touch everyone now in their spirit, that they can feel you, that they can experience you, that they can tangibly know, Lord Jesus, that you are here with them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that we can serve a good God, a loving God, Thank you, Father, that, that we know you are the lion and you are the lamb. We thank you, Lord, that we can always come to you, always draw closer to you. Yes, Lord, and I pray that us as a church and as individuals will be known as the church that walks in the fear of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Let's just all stand and then we conclude with the last song. And, and that will be then the end of the service. Um, afterwards, you can come and join us for a coffee or some um, in front is some prayer. Amen.